Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And it's NBA playoff time. We haven't talked about it yet, but the first series is underway for all the 16 playoff teams. And we're going to be doing something a little different. We're going to be talking about movies in the NBA together. I have written down movie comparisons for each playoff team to kind of try and help explain what this team is like to people who maybe don't follow sports. David and I are going to talk through these comparisons and then talk a little bit about the series themselves. And maybe, well, probably at the end of this episode, I'm sure we'll just predict who we think is going to win the finals, um, even though both of us don't really know a whole lot about what's going on because, quite frankly, it's really hard to care about an 82-game season in the NBA at this point. So there's that. But moving comparisons for NBA playoff teams. It's coming up. All right, David, how many playoff games have you watched so far? Um, I think I've watched... No, I didn't watch one. I watched three, and they're all Warriors-Kings. Yep, yep, yeah. Warriors-Kings is for sure the, the exciting series. It's looking like it's going to go seven, especially we're recording this on Sunday, about four, three, three hours, I should say, after the end of uh, game four in the series where the Warriors tied it 2-2. Two, two. That series looks like it's going to be good. A lot of these, though, are not, quite frankly. Um, a lot of injuries in this postseason that's really affecting kind of how interesting playoff series are right now. We have only one series is tied, um, and we have multiple teams with three already three wins through four games. So it's looking like round one isn't going to be as exciting for most teams. Um, but maybe we'll get some excitement later on in the playoffs. I have watched every Warriors-Kings game, obviously, as I am a Warriors fan. I have also watched uh, pretty much every Sixers playoff game as well. Watched a couple of Celtics ones. Quite frankly, those haven't been very entertaining. The Knicks-Cavs have been on before the Warriors games pretty much every time, so I've also watched those as well. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I, I I may have seen like four minutes of Nuggets Timberwolves. Uh, that's a 3-0 series right now. So I don't think it really matters. <laughs> not to because, be 4-0 probably. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the Nuggets are going to tip off here shortly um, and are probably going to, yeah, just, just sweep the Timberwolves. Anyway, let's get into, let's get into that. I was comparison. wrong. I've watched probably a combined full game of Lakers Grizzlies. I watched about half of two oh, yes. games. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I forgot um, about that series. I, and we'll get into that. So the way that Dave and I were talking about doing this is I, I've come up with these kind of movie comparisons. I, I follow the NBA more closely than David does. Um, so I've come up with these movie comparisons, which he's just now seeing for the first time and laughing at. Um, I saw one to try, it's so funny. To, to try and explain to people, you know, if you have seen – you maybe don't pay attention to the NBA and don't really know the stories about these teams heading into the playoffs. Try to explain to you kind of kind of what these teams are, what you should expect out of them maybe. And based on how good this movie is that I'm comparing them to, you can probably expect where they're going, to, where I think that they're going to end up. So um, the, these are all based on personal opinion. And, and I'll be honest, some of them are a little bit more of a stretch than others, but we're going to try to work through it. Um, we're going to go series by series. Um, so I'm going to try to talk about two teams um, that are playing each other at the same time and then um, kind of explain stuff on that. David is going to chime in with questions and uh, probably funny observations, as David is is generally apt to do. So 
Let's just start it off. We'll go in the East first, David, if if that's okay with you. And let's do the 1-8 matchup. So for the the one-seed Milwaukee Bucks, I have Die Hard 2 is the movie comparison. Die Hard 2, the second installment in the Die Hard franchise, uh, with John McClane returning again to save civilians from a terrorist plot. This time it is at an airport instead of the Nakatomi Plaza. And here's why I compared them to Die Hard 2. So Giannis is injured right now, and that's putting a lot of things in jeopardy for the Bucs. They just lost game three yesterday. They were down 2-1 to Miami in this series. But they still have the pedigree to get there. This is still a John Mm -hmm. McClane action movie, right? It's still Mm -hmm. Bruce Willis, close to prime Bruce Willis. And so you're thinking, okay, they have done this before, right? Die Hard 1 is what I'm calling the Bucks' original run with Giannis. They, mm. they came, they beat the Suns in the finals. Giannis was playing like the best player in the world, just like Die Hard was the best action movie in the world at that time. And you were kind of expecting a lot from a team that won a bunch of games and became the number one seed. And it just didn't work out. Right, it's just it's not going well right now. That's not to say they won't even squeak by a, a, a first series win, but this this isn't looking great. It's not looking like the pedigree we really wanted it to. It's it's the disappointing sequel rather than the better sequel. So that's yeah. where I'm at. David, how do you feel about that comparison right now? I I kind of like it because it's like it's still it's still. Um... You know, they're still the Bucks, right? Despite what's happening, it's still Die Hard. It's still like an impressive movie. Uh, may not be as good as the first, right? It's always going to be compared to the first and uh, going to be hard to live up to that first movie, but it's still Die Hard. So mm-hmm. I'm still going to watch it. And there's mm-hmm. still a chance you could, you know, leave the movie. I say leave the movie when it's probably on your couch. Um, but, you know, finish that movie kind of satisfied. So, yeah, you know, there's a chance, but whew, risky. Yeah, but it's I tougher. Know. It's tougher. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have. And maybe the more apt comparison would actually be Giannis Antetokounmpo is Hans Gruber. And there's no Hans Gruber in this movie. You have the same John McClane in Die Hard 2, but the villain is not near as interesting, right? Mm. You know why it's not interesting? Because I can't remember the name of the villain in Die Hard 2. I, I know the plot. I know it's like a secret military thing. And actually one of the most horrific things ever in an action movie, like a, an entire airplane full of people just die in this movie kind of casually. Like the movie just plays it off like 400 people just explode on a runway um and yeah this is obviously pre 9-11 because that would just never appear in an action movie at post 9-11 yeah it just wouldn't just wouldn't happen but it's kind of like oh my gosh um but yeah you're just like i don't remember this and you know what the hope is though that that maybe die hard with a vengeance comes you get Giannis back you have a compelling villain again in this movie you have a compelling team again and and you could go on and and really win another title quite honestly Um, i like that so 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 yeah so what so just to clarify for people this the reason this stands apart is because die hard 2 is like it's this isn't like jurassic park 2 where it's like oh like it's not that bad right it's still like a decent sequel but not it's not a bad film but it doesn't live up to the original right it's not one of those sequels where you're talking about it built upon it 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 was a retread but it's a worse retread you're going you. from yeah. a you're going from a four and a half five star movie to a three and a half three star movie. It's not mm. terrible. You're not going to hate that you spent two ninety nine to rent it on Amazon, right? You're going to be like, that was pretty good. Yeah, but you're not going to remember it. You're not gonna you're not going to tell your kids about Die Hard two. Got you. No, that checks out. Next, I like that. 
Next thing that I have right now is the movie Prometheus for the Heat, their opponents, the Miami Heat, who have been just characterized by by famous uh, Boston sports guy and pundit Bill Simmons is this zombie team who has been throughout long stretches of the season just absolutely dead and dormant and then has come back to life and kind of attacked other teams and been able to win games. Obviously, they have a lead on the Bucks right now. There is no Antetokounmpo, as we talked about, but it's still impressive. The Miami Heat are still playing well. They're also down one of their better contributors because Tyler Hero broke his hand in a playoff game this year and still attempted a shot while yeah. after his hand was broken and made it, which was rather impressive. But so why I'm going with Prometheus here, for, for those of you who are not familiar with the film, Prometheus is actually a, technically a prequel slash anthology movie explaining the lore of the Alien franchise. Directed by Ridley Scott, came out in 2012. Prometheus is solid. It's a solid to good movie. It's a movie that I need to rewatch. There's one sequence in Prometheus that is unbelievably upsetting, and David hasn't seen this film yet, so I'm not going to spoil that for him. Uh, but it's 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 one of the most effective horror sequences I've ever seen in a film. But Prometheus wow. comes from this great storied franchise, right? But there's no xenomorphs here, okay? So you're thinking, like, I've seen the Alien franchise. I love the xenomorphs, but they're not there anymore. LeBron and Dwayne Wade aren't with the Heat. Those jerseys don't have those guys in them. Is this team still good? Yes. Is this one of the teams that has made it to the NBA Finals? They did it in a bubble, but they did do it. Yes. Is it is it as good as Alien or Aliens? No. And did they go through a little bit of a down period with Alien Resurrection? Yeah, absolutely they did. But it, it we're kind of back. Prometheus is, is a solid reboot of the franchise. It can make some waves. But nobody's putting it on their best of the decade list. And so that's, that's kind of why I'm putting the heat here is, is this kind of reboot of this franchise. But it's, they're not making new waves. And again, they're not a team that's going to go all the way. Hmm. Bro, you're like, you're like two for two right now. That's pretty fire. That's pretty good. That's pretty I, good. I, I was nervous about the heat one was one of the ones that took me the longest because they don't have like a standout like – I was trying to find like Jimmy Butler actor comps. I was like looking, I was like, what, yeah. what actor is like Jimmy Butler who just, just is really good, but it, you've never like, oh my gosh, I got to have Jimmy Butler on my team. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't figure it out. So I just went this route. I mean, it makes sense. Like the history of this franchise, both actually, cause they're both technically franchises, um, is rich, like rich soil, good, good stuff. And, um, you know, when there's some dead years, there are some rough spots. Um, but you know that this season and I, you know, this film, it's like kind of like raising the eyebrow almost. Like, is this is mm-hmm. this the one? Like, is this rebooted? Does this help mm-hmm. this franchise? So I like Can it. This team make waves. Yeah, and and look, some people are just gonna say no because it doesn't have the classic elements. There's no Ellen Ripley and there's no Xenomorph. So there's gonna be a couple of people that are just out. And they're going to be out. And they don't like Prometheus. And they're not going to believe in this Miami Heat team. And I should say, I think that they'll probably win this series if Giannis can't play. I think that the Heat will advance to the semis. I don't think they're going to do anything after that. Because they're they're just going to run into teams that are just better equipped to play them. And that have their star player healthy. Which is, if the Bucks had Giannis, 
I, I think this is over. If the Bucks had Giannis, the yeah. Bucks might just be diehard, not diehard too. But they're diehard too right now because they don't have Giannis. And they're just not the same team. Who does winner play of this um, this okay. series? Here's the thing. So I believe... NBA's weird, right? It's not like what you would think. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that they don't, they don't reseed in the NBA. Um, so the bracket is the bracket no matter what. So if the Heat oh, win okay. this series... They will play Cavs Knicks, which will actually be good for them. The Heat, if they win this first round series, they could very easily make a conference finals. Now, if they make a conference finals, I think, you know, they're gonna they're gonna run into the Celtics or the Sixers, likely. I mean, the Celtics haven't clinched yet. The Sixers have run, clinched a semi run. And I don't think they can be either one of those teams. I just don't. But yeah. there's there's a chance. So that's why that's why they're Prometheus here. No, that's I honestly I, I like that comparison, um, but you know what's crazy is you wouldn't think that Prometheus would out you know out duel Die Hard too, but but it kind of is you know, like it it's it might be yeah. a better movie. So it's fair. That's fair. Um, something actually to note, which I think this is as of today, Aladipo is done for the year with a knee injury, so they yes. he have lost Tyler Hero and Victor Aladipo, which is huge. Yes, which is going to impact whether or not they can beat the Bucks going forward. Absolutely, yeah. because he is—he's—he may not be their second best. He's—he's a, he's a top four player for them. Um, and yeah, he's done. He's done. Done. I think he tore. Did he tear his? They say he tore his patella tendon or something. Something. Yeah, crazy. it was something pretty actually surprising. You wouldn't think like in basketball that'd be. Yeah, it was. He's to done. Worry about. So. So who knows that this the top right now this this series is kind of a mess because it seems like whatever team comes out will probably have a good chance to win the next series just because they're not playing anybody, but it it seems like that that actual Eastern Conference Finals are going to be this Philly or Philly Boston series that that just looks like that's what it's going to be and whoever mm-hmm. wins that is going to be the team representing the East. Speaking well, of like- Boston. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, that was such a good transition. But like this heat, like before the, all these injuries, like they have, you, you, you kind of can be high on them. Like you think this, they have a chance with Jimmy Butler and Adebayo mm-hmm. and Tyler mm-hmm. Hero and Kyle Lowry. And like they have some guys and it's just too bad that, and Oladipo, obviously. Um, it's just too bad. That, and basketball, like when you have a couple, like, Couple key bench guys go down, like they just affect so much. Even if it's not like your main dudes, you know. Right, right. The Heat are unbelievably good for an eight seed. Um, they're, I would say, no further than the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference playoffs right now. Probably, I would even put them fourth. They're wow. they're ridiculously good to be an eight seed, and that's just because they've struggled. They had long stretches where they just struggled during the regular season, and you just had no idea what the heck they were doing. Um, but they figured mm-hmm. it out. So who wins the series? What's your prediction on this one? I think I, the, the back injury is touchy. That's touchy. The Oladipo injury maybe kind of pushing me in the direction. I still think the Heat can win because, like you said, it's not like Giannis has a bum ankle. Back injuries are weird, and you can re-aggravate them really easily. And so I think that it's possible that that just that happens in the – I don't see a way where the Bucks can win a seven-game series. I think they can push it to seven without Giannis, but Miami has a takeover guy. They have Jimmy Butler, who can just take yeah. over at the end of a game. 
Yeah. You're not Chris Middleton's not doing that. Drew Holiday's not doing that. They're both really good players. They're not that guy. And yeah. the fact that the Heat has that and the Bucks don't right now, I'm gonna lean towards the Heat. Yeah, me too. Even with game four being at Miami, like they win this one, they're up three one. So tough to come it's back like, three one. It's like ninety five percent of the time a team goes up three one, they win yeah. the series. So. so if they win this game at home, what tonight no, not tonight. No, oh, well, it's, it's in- past it's tomorrow or something. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow night. Yeah, because so, they just played their three on Saturday. Yeah. Eight C with an upset. That probably I mean, I wonder when, when the last time that happened. Um, it doesn't happen very frequently in the NBA. Obviously, the most famous example is the We Believe Warriors who upset the Dallas Mavericks um in a mm. first round series back in two thousand and seven. But it's it's been a while. Um since this is not a normal occurrence. So, but again, the Heat are not a normal eight seed. They're really not. They're yeah. they're too good to be an eight seed. Um, all right, let's move to the next series. I'll try to do this one a little quicker. Celtics, Hawks. Let's talk about the Celtics first. I have the Celtics as Creed three, and it almost goes along the same franchise vein. And that so, the Celtics are the most one of the most storied franchises ever just like Rocky is. But they they keep making it there, but we don't know if they can get past the pinnacle. I, I debated whether I put Creed here or Creed 3. I decided to go with Creed 3 because, look, we everybody hears about how Jason Tatum is young and Jalen Brown is young. Guess what? They've made it to an NBA Finals now, and they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals over and over and over again. This team is no longer a young team, and you can't use that anymore. They have too much playoff experience. Creed mm-hmm. 3... You know, the first Creed, you're like, this is this is young director Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, and we don't really know what's going on here. And we got to kind of figure this out, and maybe this is a team that will turn into something. That was the year where they went toe-to-toe with LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals when he mm-hmm. was still in the Cavs. Creed three, we are now – you have graduated. You've made these movies. You're making a lot of money. Now prove it. Prove that you can take over the reins. Prove that you can do it, which is what Michael B. Jordan had to do with Creed Three when he stepped into the director's chair. Prove that you can do this. And that's what that's what this team has to do as well. Storied franchise, right? Comes comes from this the Celtics or maybe I mean the Celtics and the Lakers, right? There's two historic franchises in the NBA and everybody else is below them. And so they have a pedigree, but and they keep making it almost there, but they don't quite get there. And so that's why I put that's why I put Creed three. I think this is a chance for them to prove themselves. And I, I do think that this is the uh, favorite right now. If I had to pick a team to win the title, it would be the Celtics from the East. Um, mm-hmm. Which is weird. Again, we'll go through this a lot. It's a weird year. There's not a dominant team because yeah. with Giannis not playing for the Bucks right now, there's not a team where you're. I'm looking at them going, oh my gosh, who's going to stop them? Yeah. So I like that. No, that's good. Um, no, I respect that. I'm just processing what you said. That's why I like the similarities of like, you know, they've been here before. So like, it's not like a, you can't use the, oh, he's a rookie. Like, oh, they'll figure it out. Like, oh, they lost, you know, lost this in the playoffs, lost the finals. Like, it's okay. Like, that's a good place to be in your first couple of years. It's like, well, they've been there a little bit. So like, when does that like excuse end for them like when do they have to start kind of proving it and it's Mm -hmm. like with creed 3 it wouldn't be like oh well it's okay like michael b jordan's new at this like no i mean it's your third third installment of this franchise like you you gotta figure it out you know you 
yeah. So I, I do like that um, comparison. And um, I mean, did you think Creed three stepped up? I yeah, I think it did. I think the problem that it's going to suffer from now is not in any way related to the actual quality of the film, but the the baggage yeah. that's going to come with one actor, which you could almost it's not the Parallels? same thing. And I'm not equating the Jonathan Major situation with the Jalen Brown situation in terms of severity, but it's kind of like that where I said, I'm not equating him. I said, it's kind of like that. Obviously Jonathan Majors has assault allegations, which is way, way more, you know, it's tangible, right? There's no allegations against Jalen Brown, but what Jalen Brown has managed to do since Kyrie Irving was on the Celtics is completely alienate himself from a large group of people by sharing anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and just being a general wackadoo person. He had custom shoes on, last night in last night's game that said something about um was a conspiracy theory about james naismith not actually being the inventor of basketball but that he stole it from mayans in the eighth century except he spelled james naismith's name wrong it's just like he's just become such a like distraction for them and like you're like once a week jalen brown just says something absolutely out of pocket and it was like ah could you just not do that maybe? And I'm sure Jason yeah, has that thought. So again, yeah, not said, the same situation, but there's baggage with this team, just like there's yeah. baggage with Creed three. Now it said, was it really Naismith? That's what he wrote on the shoes. Yeah. And then it had like a, like a photo of the pyramids and like the, the Mayan That's Aztec so pyramids. It's, it was very strange. I, yeah. And he, I don't, it's like ever since Kyrie was on that team, he just like, just like shared all of his crazy, like, black people are the real Jews stuff to Jalen Brown. And then Jalen Brown has been just regurgitating that. And like, yes. so, so yeah, he's been Dang. just kind of trying to poke the bear. Also Jalen Brown broke his hand or hurt, cut his hand needed eight stitches because he hurt himself picking up a broken vase while he was watering plants at his, at his house. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and put that down as least believable reasons you injured your hand in my life. Like, no, I just, no, dude. Sorry. Okay. So I, I read that cuts hand on glass gets five stitches. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like maybe on the backboard or something like what in the world? Nope. But no, it was nope. not even nope. basketball related. Supposed to be a flower vase. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm call me a skeptic. I'm not believing that. I'm I'm just I'm out here not believing that you cut your hand watering plants. That sounds like something that would happen if you like were a teenager punched a hole through a door and they're like, "How'd you break your hand?" And he was like, "Yeah, I was watering plants and I slipped." Like, come on, no, you yeah. didn't, bro. Like, so I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. What's this right. other team? What's this other Hawks. movie comparison you got? The Hawks. The Hawks one is going to be real short and it's going to be real quick, and you're going to love this, David. The Hawks are Black Adam. You know why? Because they're not good. And they shouldn't really even be here. And they're here because they have one person that everybody talks about that is great. And in this case, I'm going to compare Dwayne The Rock Johnson to Trey Young. Both people who were promising actors with not that whole lot of talent, but some gravitas to them that we thought could really, really do something. And then it turns out that they're actually, everything is better when they're not there. Um, Trey Young, the Hawks literally play better when Trey Young's on the bench. Like they just do. Their offense flows much better. Trey Young is an absolute liability on defense. He it, he doesn't even try. And the the Hawks are going nowhere. And they're doing it because they bought in 
and decided to leverage their entire future on this one person who does not take the job seriously and doesn't approach it the right way, which is exactly what we've heard about Dwayne The Rock Johnson with Black Adam. He Mm. had to insert his own, I'm turning this guy who was pretty much a villain into this anti-hero, actually good guy character. Let's do big CGI fights where I just get to punch people all the time. I have the worst quips ever and I never lose. And also I'm going to veto being involved in any other DC stories that I think are beneath me because I'm Dwayne Johnson and I'm going to tank the entire thing down with me. And that's what he's done with Black Adam. And that's what Trey Young has done with the Hawks. And they are now going to have to figure out what to do. And they're probably going to try to trade him, except nobody wants Trey Young right now because he's making a max contract. So he is one of the highest paid players in the league and he, you can't play him on defense and offensively, Everybody thinks this guy's miniature Steph Curry, and he's never shot over 40% from behind the three-point line in his life. Yeah, he can make some good decisions off the ball. He would be a solid, solid to good point guard for a team if you needed a run-and-gun shooter who could make some good passes. But he is a liability on defense, and you can't play him in a playoff series. You know what's crazy? This last game uh, where they lost by eight, he scored 35 points, but his plus minus was a fat goose egg. How do you score 35, but your plus minus is at zero? Right. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, he's he's just not he again, they every point that he gains on offense, he gives up on defense because they just hunt him. Uh, every possession, the other team just hunts him and hunts him. And they have to the Hawks have to do so much maneuvering to try to hide Trey Young. They obviously put him on the least effective guard already but then they have to change the way that they switch off of screens because they have to make sure there's no chance that trey young is guarding a person with that can dribble with their left hand like it's it's ridiculous and it's it's just not good it's just not good and black adam also just not good if you haven't seen black adam yet it's it's a terrible terrible movie watching experience david you're just you're just saying that because you're trying to make trey young the villain man everyone always calling him the villain and no. hey, there was there was promise there, and people were excited about it. Trey Young had that run in the garden. Well, his first right? year, yeah, his first year, at first it was like he had hey, he was he was hey. working a villain arc. He was great, and he showed up in these big time games. But now you're starting to learn that it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and when it comes down to it, it, it it's not a lot of substance. David, I know you don't watch a lot of Hawks basketball. I do know you watch Black Adam. Would you mind giving me like a thirty second to one minute review of what, your thoughts? on black adam i um watched this movie while i was sick and i believe my review was i am not 100 percent sure if i really thoroughly did not enjoy this movie because i was sick but i'm pretty sure it was just a really bad movie and then you helped that synopsis by commenting saying it was really bad um you are correct um yeah you're right um really cheesy just one-liners from the rock who it's interesting you mentioned him not taking roles that he thinks is beneath him when he's not like a top, he's not even like top 100 actor in Hollywood. Like that might even be too high. Um, yeah. I, and he's not. Yeah. Like he's funny. There's a couple, I mean, he has a couple good movies. I, I, I think that he's good in Jumanji. I think the Jumanji series, I think that's like, I think he's good in those. I think it's the perfect role for him, but like, yeah. So that's interesting. You mentioned that, but yeah, it, uh, heavy, heavy CGI. I mean, if you think Marvel CGI, Dude, this movie is that. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I haven't watched The Hawks 
maybe because I'm not an NBA fan, but also they're 41 and 41. They're not good. And, you know, part of me wishes I hadn't watched Black Adam because, well, it's not good either. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're wasting your time. And I understand that because I feel that way too. So you're saying the Hawks are a seven seed, but the Heat are an eight eight seed? Yeah. Yeah. How is so, that? Because aren't the Heat well, like 15 games over five, uh, 500? Or am I smoking something? I think you're smoking something, buddy. Okay, well, 44 and 38, heat... but still, that's a better record than the Hawks. Yeah, but it's, it, got... was, it was playing. It was playing. So oh, they both right. were in the playing tournament, and the Heat lost a game in the playing tournament and had to play a second game. So they got a lower seed. I forgot uh, about the playing tournament. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's okay. Um, what are your so, thoughts on the playing tournament? Like in like ten I, seconds, we don't have to take too long. It's fine, but again, it doesn't it sh- it doesn't really matter because it's you're you're rewarding teams for being bad, which is okay, sure, whatever. But we've seen already that teams don't value making the play in tournament because the Mavs literally tanked their last game of the season, even though they were in the play in tournament, so they could get out of the play in tournament and try to get a better draft pick, and they got fined for that. So it's not it was supposed to stop tanking, and it's not it's not stopping tanking yeah. at all. Yeah. So I I don't I don't really get it. Um, well, it's like the seventh seed in the NFL. It's like they added that, and it's like there's it's been a blowout every year. It's like was this really like right? Needed? And they're never you know? going to go back on it because they're making more money because it yep. is the playing tournament. It is the AT and T playing tournament or whatever. So it's always going to make yeah. money. Yep. Um, and I think it goes without saying that I think the Celtics Creed Three is a better movie than Black Adam, and I think that the Celtics are better than yeah the Hawks. So if you're picking up on this, a lot of this is like actual behind the scenes narratives of the movie and not necessarily the actual story of the movie itself. Some of them are. One of them that is, is the Sixers. And I compared the Philadelphia 76ers to the film Scarface. And that's, mm. that's for one reason, one reason only. Al Pacino in Scarface, I think, is Joel Embiid. Are they, are they both great at what they do? Yes. Do they both reach the pinnacle? Yes. Are they going to eventually self-sabotage because they can't stop doing whatever they are addicted to? Yes. Tony Montana's case, Al Pacino's character, Scarface, it was cocaine. Joel Embiid, it is falling down. If people are going to tell you that he has this whole thing where he's been taught by his physical, by his trainers because he had so many injuries early on because of the lack of balance and coordination that he's told to just fall down all the time whenever he gets hit. What results though is a seven foot two man flopping whenever he hits any contact. And when he ends up on the ground like that and a person maybe goes to step over him, self-sabotage Joel Embiid tries to kick that guy in the nuts and gets a flagrant foul. The league MVP, the man who is going to win MVP almost got kicked out of the first quarter of a playoff game because he just wanted to kick a man in the nuts for stepping over him, which is just unbelievably stupid. And I think I, I I think he's great. I I think he's good at what he does. I think yeah. that he is going to to lose in the end. Quick nugget: If Draymond was cut, thrown out for what he did, a beat should have been like arrested. I feel like. <laughs> Chris, I just you you you're even like you think Draymond should have been thrown out. I don't necessarily Dr- think so. I walk, I, I, I zoomed in on that thing, and it, he. Sabonis yanked his leg down and like 
he lost yeah. his balance. So Sabonis, what Draymond should have done if he was a normal human being oh, is just God. fall down whenever Sabonis goes for his leg. And then he gets a yeah. flagrant foul on Sabonis. He can run around the stadium and chant about how the other player is dirty. But what Draymond does, because Draymond can't help himself, is he has to step on the man and then act incredulously and be like, why? What? How is anybody <laughs> mad at me? And he does this. Again. Draymond oh. cannot help himself. He and I'm not a Warriors fan that's going to defend his actions anymore. And I don't even know that we need him because quite honestly, yes. Does he does he help defensively? Great. You know what happened today? Draymond took like 14 shots and made four of them. Okay. And of the 14 shots that he took, 10 of them were layups right around the basket and he couldn't hit a single one. So I don't think that what he's giving us on defense helps as much as what we're losing on offense. And we played better without him. I'm tired of defending Draymond and I'm not going to do it. Joel Embiid mm. should know better. And Joel Embiid. Also, I'd like to remind everybody, is also a dirty player that nobody talks about. Joel Embiid has played half the amount of games that Draymond Green has and has two more flagrant fouls than Draymond Green does in his whole career. Joel Embiid is dirty. I didn't know that. Joel Embiid does dirty crap all the time, and it's going to catch up to him. It almost caught up to him in a meaningless playoff game against the Nets. It's going to, going to catch up to him at some point eventually. And a team that can rattle him and throw a lot of different things at him I think that that his weakness is going to be exposed, and I think that the Celtics beat them. I'm sorry, Max, who is listening to this, my soon-to-be roommate who is a Sixers fan. Um, I, I just I don't think Embiid can get there. I think Embiid is great. I think he deserves the MVP, and I think he's good at what he does, but I think that he's got a couple of fatal flaws, and they're going to get exposed in the end, and he's not going to be able to help himself. So that's why he's Scarface. Mm. For you... you- Talked a little bit about it. For those who don't necessarily know the plot of Scarface, and even me, it's been a while since I've seen this, remind those, like, kind of how Scar... Not without... Obviously without spoilers, but, like, why this works so well. So, I mean, Scarface is, obviously... It's an iconic gangster film from Brian De Palma. It's essentially about a... Tony Montana, who is an immigrant, who works his way up in the drug trade in Miami. Just... Just taking out all the competition in the, in the wake of that, doing that, creating a lot of enemies, but also obviously throughout this, this journey towards greed and excess. And again, I'm not comparing Joel Embiid to the actual actions of Tony Montana. It's the character ideals, not, not what he does, right? He's but not a drug dealer that we know on of. this, on this journey of greed. There is a point where he starts to self-sabotage and he starts to lose everything and it culminates at the end with with one scene that everybody knows. It's say hello to my little friend. We've all said the line, even if you haven't seen yep. the movie Scarface. Yep. And and it just it all blows up in his face, essentially. And it's because of his own actions. And I think that Embiid is just going to get to that point. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I put the 76ers as Scarface. Also, I like that. Also, because while there are other famous people in the movie, Michelle Pfeiffer is in the movie. Mary Elizabeth Mastantonio is in the movie. The only person that you're remembering is, is Tony Montana. And the mm. only person that you're going to remember from this Sixer season is the MVP, Joel Embiid. Because mm. I don't think his supporting cast is strong enough to help him through. So. Yeah. All right. Is, uh, is Michelle Pfeiffer PJ Tucker? No, Tobias Harris. Uh. <laughs> She's not PJ Tucker. That that feels rude. I think she's probably Maxie, actually. I yeah, think Michelle I was, Pfeiffer's probably Maxie. 
that's fair. I think maybe F. Murray Abraham is Tobias Harris. I, I don't know. Mm. That, that The one-to-one one <laughs> there isn't great. Some of these are a stress, yeah, guys. I already said this. Yeah, come on, come on. All right, real quick, the Nets. <laughs> What's the Nets? The Nets, the team that the Sixers are playing and are going to beat despite <laughs> Embiid almost getting ejected and James Harden getting ejected um, from a playoff game. The Nets are the live-action remake of, of Mulan. It's a team... So whenever I heard that this movie was being made, I was instantly against it. Just like I was instantly against the Nets this season because of just every all the off-season stuff surrounding the Nets. And they're, they're the worst team to root for because they had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, two guys who just do almost anything in their power to just look like jerks in the media sometimes. <laughs> and... So, yeah, that was a problem, and I, I did not want this team to, to do anything. And then, and then Kyrie leaves, and you hear in the live-action remake of Milan that there's not going to be any of the songs. Mm. And you go, okay, well, I don't, I'm not a big music guy, but that, that kind of changes Milan, right? That's not really Milan anymore. And mm-hmm. then Kevin Durant gets traded, and that's when you figure out that Mushu, the dragon, is no longer in the movie at all. And you're like, so the funniest, like the, the comedic relief, one of the best parts about the original film is no longer there. So why am I going to watch this at all? What's the purpose? And then you find out about all the baggage that comes with the Milan movie, which is, I don't want to get into because it's a lot of geopolitical stuff that we don't have time for. China. And then they're like, by the way, it's a pandemic. We're just going to release this on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so it, it starts out with like this, oh, we're going to do this huge live action, like spend hundreds of millions of dollars and make this movie. And at the end, it's you can watch it the day it gets released on Disney Plus for $20. You don't even have to go to a movie theater. And I think Gosh. that's what the Nets are like because they started out with these, we're the, we're the title favorites. We are the, we are the favorites. You have Kevin Durant, if his foot was just a little bit further back when they were playing the Bucks in that conference, in that playoff series, they they may win a title. They may win a title, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. And this was kind of like that. There's a lot of ifs and maybes, and but then every decision they made further on gave them less and less of a chance until ultimately there's no reason to even watch this team. The Nets have mm-hmm. like 11 forwards and absolutely nobody else. They're a team stacked with forwards, and they're a team stacked with swingmen and with slashers, and they don't have anybody else which is why that Spencer Dinwiddie is the one who's trying to take it one-on-one against Joel Embiid at the end of a game, and he's not going to win that battle. That's the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. No, I like this because it's like pre-watching like it, watching whatever you want to put in here, one of the two. You're like, there's a lot of talk, right? You talked about this. A lot of attention, you know, a lot of media. Um, you're seeing it on Twitter. If you get on Twitter, you're going to see it, either one, whether it's Mulan or the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but then you see the final result and then people just like forgot about it. You know, like you, Mulan dropped and it wasn't very, it wasn't very good. I haven't even seen it yet. Actually. I don't know if I will. And it's like, it just dropped off the face of the earth. Like no one's talking about Mulan. Right. Those, and it lost them those, a bunch of money. Yep. Those guys lot left the nets about a weekend of, of seeing the nets play and just like, no one's talking about the nets now. And it, it kind of forgotten. No you know? and, yeah. and, the, and they snuck in the playoffs, which Mulan didn't sneak in anything sort of awards or thing, but, uh, you know, they're already done. What's funny, they lost to the Sixers 
before this series started, and then they just lost. They went literally zero for five to start the se- to end their season <laughs> against the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, that's tough. They were already they had no shot. They they weren't going to win a game. There was nothing no. they could do, and, and they no. already got eliminated. So yeah, no, um, good. lastly, like the last Eastern series, uh, Cavs Knicks Cavs. I put solo a Star Wars story, and it's almost mm. the same reasons for the Heat. You love Star Wars, don't you? Mm-hmm. You you love. Remember how you loved Harrison Ford? Yeah, well, this is a Han Solo movie, but because we waited 35 years to make a Han Solo movie, we cannot get 80-year-old Harrison Ford to run around and pretend that he was 20-year-old Harrison Ford. So we had to hire a new actor. Is there anything wrong with this new actor? No. Is this new actor the same as Harrison Ford? No. Do you ultimately give a crap about this team at all? No. Do you care about this movie at all? No. It's the same thing. Harrison Ford, LeBron James, is no longer on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And as much as anybody can say, oh, this story's interesting. It's actually kind of good. This team's actually kind of good, you know? Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. I like watching them play. Nobody cares. They have no bench. There's nothing there to save them. LeBron's not walking through that door. And that's what everybody thinks of when they think of the Cavs. I saw the Cavs in the playoffs, and I know that LeBron is not there. And I instantly, my brain thinks of LeBron, which is why whenever you say Harrison Ford, or whenever you say the name Han Solo, is anybody like, oh, Alden Ehrenreich? Yeah, I remember that. No. <laughs> no, there's only been one actor. You wouldn't even remember that there was another actor but that portrayed him. And it's not as you have to look the, just Did you have to look there. his name up? No, because he was in Cocaine Bear. <laughs> so I remembered it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember it, but the wider public is not going to remember it. And, and I think that's just, I think it's the same thing and they're not going to win this series because they're down three, one. Right. And it doesn't matter. And Ha and solo, a star Wars story is the only star Wars movie in history to not be a smash hit. It's the only one it, it didn't, whether whether it's like it's budget. Yeah. Whether it's good or not, you're saying like it didn't make enough money. It didn't, it wasn't popular enough kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's not, this one's not making a splash. Okay, and now let's get to my favorite one that I did this whole time, and that is the Knicks. The Knicks are the Justice League Snyder Cut. You know why? Because you're going to have to hear about the fact that the Knicks won a playoff series from the same annoying 20,000 people on the internet for a week. And you know why? It's going to amount to nothing because they're going to lose in the next round. They're not making the finals. You hear about this team all the time. You hear about what the Knicks can be. You're always hearing about what the Knicks could be if they just get that next big free agent, if they get a new owner, if they get new management. Phil Jackson came in. You can hear about it. They're going to do great things. Phil Jackson left. It's okay now. We got um, uh, R.J. Barrett and, and, you know, we can Jalen Brunson. We can do this, right? No, you can't. Because you're the Knicks and you're going to screw it up. Is mm-hmm. is the Snyder cut from DC better than the Joss Whedon version? Is this team better than some of the Knicks teams in the past? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it is. Yeah. You know what the problem is though? It's still not good. It's still not that good, and you have to sit through it. And those people that were telling you it was going to be Godfather Part Two when it came out, and just you wait. That's exactly like Knicks fans. Snyder Bros and Knicks fans are the same people. They constantly talk about what things could be and what things will be. And if you give this person control and this person control, and if we get this star, and if we get this person, and if if Snyder gets to make his vision, it's going to be great. Just wait. It's going to be great. If they did the Snyderverse, everything would be fine. If, if we had signed Kevin Durant 
instead of the Nets, if we had put together a better pitch, if we had a different owner, the Knicks would have won four titles. Well, they haven't, okay? The Knicks haven't done anything in a long time. All right? And, and, and the Justice League Snyder cut, it was fine. It was better than the Joss Whedon version. Is it going to do anything? No. Do I think it deserves to get the amount of airtime that it does from people? No. Because you know what's going to lead freaking first take and undisputed? People are going to be talking about the Knicks because everybody loves to talk about the Knicks, even though the Knicks never do anything. Hey, but they're about to win a playoff game. Knock on wood, I guess. About to win a playoff Bro, series. Oh, yeah, sorry. Bro, what if they just blew this 3-1 lead? Oh, my gosh. And that would also work <laughs> in, this, in this metaphor. It would still work. So, yeah. I, I just I think that one fits. And I've already made um, my prediction. So, Yeah, Knicks. Well, it, it, I mean, dude, it's you have to be a really special team to come back from a 3-1. You, you, you have to have LeBron James or Steph Curry on your team. Because Steph yeah, Curry like just came back happen. and then LeBron James did it to Steph Curry. Those You have to have those guys. And if you don't have those yeah. guys, you're not doing it. Sorry. So. Did we see the Knicks going out 3-1? Did we see them kind of dominating and really taking control of the series like they have? Um, The thing that they have um, that the Cavs don't – the Cavs had no bench. And the Knicks do have some role players that can play minutes. The Cavs are are a team of five deep, and that's it. And mm-hmm. once you start to get into the Cavs bench, um, l- let me just read the names, okay? Uh, C.D. Osman. Yep. Uh, Isaac Okoro. I'm shaking my head for people who don't know. Yep. Uh, Ricky Rubio. Isn't he a politician? No, I'm missing no. No. Danny Green. <laughs> okay, You're yeah. Like, I know. Yeah, you know who Danny old, Green is. Old Raptors. Repping, yeah. repping the old Raptors yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Danny Green hasn't been good in four years. So Zero points off the bench. Uh. Yeah, he's playing four minutes. All those guys, C.D. Osman and Isaac Okoro both got over 15 minutes in the last game. Well, what's crazy? I mean, this is the difference probably in the series. Cavs had two bench guys, Danny Green and Osmond, were negative eight, negative five, um, and then Okoro and Rubio were plus one, plus two. The Knicks had three guys off the bench that were plus eleven, plus ten, plus eleven. Like that's probably right. And you just that's the that. difference. There's no bench right there. Yeah, they have no bench, and it's yeah, it's not even close. Uh, David, that's good. Who, what what was your favorite comparison that I did, and also who do you think is going to win the Eastern Conference Finals and make it? to the finals what's funny is like there's a lot of good ones for good reasons but there's really good ones for bad reasons also just with the lower seeds um yeah. mm. uh, the easy one for me to pick is the hawks black adam because that was like funny and just right on par um mm-hmm. but really trying to think about like right trying to think about for the reason you picked these dog low-key your prometheus pick was kind of fire on heat I, I kind of liked that one. I, I kind of liked it. But th- these okay. were all really good. These all worked for me. Um, I mean, I didn't disagree with any of them because I think all of them, I was like, okay, I respect yep. that. I respect that. Um, who's winning this? I just don't trust the Bucks. Even if Giannis comes back, you just have this entire – it's like Mahomes in the playoffs. It's like, dude, one wrong hit and his ankles just mush. And it's like if Giannis lands wrong, no, right. like you're just going to re-aggravate it. Um, right. I think I think Celtics win this too. I mean, they 
they made the two seed without three of their starters and uh, two of them didn't play and they still are managing to win these games. So I think those guys will be back. I think Celtics uh, will come out the East champions here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless like the Knicks just like, I don't even know, just make a run, dude. Possible. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the Celtics. So. This has been What Do You Want to Watch? Thank you all for listening and have a wonderful week.